If you like to gamble, I tell you I'm your man. You win some, lose some, it's all the same to me. Hello and welcome to another episode of the official Motorhead podcast, The Motorcast. I am your host, Howard H. Smith. You may know me as lead singer with UK thrash band Acid Rain or by my heavy metal podcast, Talking Bollocks. Uh, my name is highlighted in the description of this podcast. That means it's a link. Click on it and it takes you to over 100 interviews that I've done with the great and the good of rock and heavy metal. But here, I am your guide through the world of all things Motorhead, through this virtual museum that we're building up of interviews, conversations, stories, chats, adventures, legends are being exposed here. And please do, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast. Wherever you're listening to this, there will be a subscribe button. Hit it and you will get every episode of the Motorcast as soon as it comes out. And there's plenty of you, there's plenty of you, there's plenty of them to go digging back through. And there's plenty of you as well. You are flooding in in your droves. You are streaming, you are downloading, you are sharing, you are doing an awesome job. Please do keep it up. The support for the Motorcast has been completely overwhelming. And this week we have, as always, an interesting guest from the world of Motorhead. This week it is Rob Campbell. Now, Rob set up Motorhead Ache, the UK's premier Motorhead tribute band. And I got together with Rob and have a chat about how all of this came together. So, Rob, welcome to the Motocast. Thank you very much. Thank you for being here. Thanks for doing this. And you know, obviously, the question that's coming is, um, yeah, how did you first get into Motorhead? Ah, that was my sister's fault. She uh, bought the Mr. <laughs> Spades album, played it relentlessly, and then I realised I quite liked it, started listening to it. And uh, just after that, so, but I was only very young then. I was, I was still being breastfed almost. I, I, was, I was just a nipper. Right. Um, but, but, I, but I loved the sound of it and, uh, and that was it. So it was my sister, my sister Angela. She, she was just a massive Motorhead fan and it all rubbed off on me, fortunately or unfortunately, depends on what you think. Yeah, I mean, well, you must be, I mean, Motors obviously ended up being a huge part of your life. So, it, and it, it's amazing, isn't it, when you look back on things and you think like, you know, the, 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 the Motorhead is such a part of your life. What if that, you know, what if your sister never lent you that album? You know, you just never know. Well, yeah, that's it. Yeah, you, you, you don't know what's going to influence you in your life. You don't know how your life's going to shape up. But for me, the lifelong love of Motorhead led on to, I'm going to go and see them at a very young age because it was 1983. Um, I was right. too young to go and see Fast Eddie. wasn't allowed to go and see them because oh, I was too no. young. Oh, no they, they came to the Glasgow Apollo in 1982, and my dad said, you're too young, you can't go. And so the first time I saw them was with uh, Brian Robertson. Right, Brian okay. Robertson. Yeah, in the Glasgow Apollo, 1983. And, um, and, I, and I stuck with it, <laughs> even though it was Brian Robertson. <laughs> <laughs> were, 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 were you one of the ones who were, were not particularly a fan then? Um, I think one of the disappointments in the motorhead life for me was that I'd listened so much to Bomber, Ace of Spades, Overkill and all that. Yeah. And then the new album was coming out and the first single was I Got Mine. So me and my friend went to the record shop because it was vinyl and records back then, the good old days. Yeah. And um, we asked the guy to put it on and he played it and we both looked at each other in horror and went, what oh. the hell is that? It was just like, oh. And then but I bought the album still. 
<laughs> of course, of course. And 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 I got into it, and, and it was it was melodic. It was different. He was a very talented guitarist, but not suitable for Motorhead, really. When you think about it, um, from the clothes that he wore and the solos that went on forever, you know, and so, stuff like that. He was basically he was the he was the sacrificial lamb, wasn't he? Because like to it try and bit, yeah. to try and sort of follow up that Ace of Spades lineup is virtually impossible, and he kind of proved it, and then. You know, we went on to form, um, you know, the next lineup, which was going to stand many, 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 many more years. Well, that um, was that was a, that was a four piece, which became a lot better, became a lot yeah. heavier. Um, but I wasn't so keen on the four piece actually overall, um, right? Be, because I, what what happened for me was that at live gigs, it was, suddenly it was like Lemmy's bass wasn't as clear. Right, you yeah. Know, the, the guitarist yeah. was a lot of guitar, very guitar based, and that was a big difference when Phil took over on his own, and I went to see them, and I thought, yeah, you can hear the bass again. That's what's been missing, and that's what I really liked. So, yeah. um, but I like I like the songs from the four piece era; like, they were great. Yeah. Um, but I preferred the sound as a three piece, and that's why I've, like, I preferred the, the three piece. I want to hear that Lemmy Rickenbacker bass. That's that's what it is. Fair enough. Fair enough. Why not? Why not? Um, and um, so, amongst amongst the, the gigs that you've you've seen over the years, any particularly stick in mind? Um, yeah, the the nineteen eighty three one. Brian Robertson kept wandering off stage. I think one of my favourites and one of my least favourites at the same time was um, the Queen Margaret Union in Glasgow because there was, it was a very small venue. They brought the entire back line in. And it was so loud that I couldn't actually make out what they were playing until about halfway through the song till you got to the chorus. Because it literally was... And you couldn't make it out. It was just yeah. like, what the hell? So that was one of my favourites because it was so loud and I was deaf. I mean, people say I was deaf. I, I genuinely was deaf for three days. Couldn't hear a thing. Just white noise. Um, that was one of my favourites, but because I couldn't actually make out what they were playing one of my least favorites but yeah. yes i've seen i've seen them tons of times loads and loads 30 odd times i've seen them as a band and and when did and when did the idea when did the idea strike you that you know you wanted you wanted to you wanted to put a band together um and to, and you know to honor the band to do the tribute um i'd always wanted to be in a band but career I was an IT consultant uh, got married briefly <laughs> um, and and had a couple of kids and it was sort of in my early 30s it was a kind of like an early midlife crisis possibly because I decided I didn't want to be an IT consultant anymore I wanted to be what I wanted to be which was in a band and I'd always wanted to be in a band but nothing interested me except Motorhead yeah so around about sort of the year 2000 2001 I was backstage, I, I met Lemmy and I said to him, there aren't any decent Motorhead tributes. In fact, there were no UK-based Motorhead tributes at the time. Right. And I said to him, I want to do this. And he went, well, you can do what you like. I just want people to hear the music. That's great. Um, and then we started talking about what you're going to call it. And I said, Lemmy a fiver. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear or not. But, yeah, no, go uh, for it, mate. <laughs> and he went, absolutely not. I'll keep it clean. Yeah. Um, and, and he didn't like Lemmy a fiver. And I said, well, what about motor ahead? Um, didn't like that. He suggested motor ahead. And right. I somehow ended up just like, rejecting Lemmy's own 
suggestion. Yeah. His own <laughs> suggestion, you know. And, and, and went for Motorhead 8 because to me, Motorhead were just the kind of band that leaves you with a, a drunken headache the next day and yeah. painful and And that epitomized to me the whole thing. So I, I just wanted to do it. And, and it was great. And that was in 2003. That was. That's Stop awesome. It. The fact that you got a chance to like, you know, talk it over with the man himself. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was, he, I think he knew there were a few other bands um, out there. I think they were trying to do it, but it wasn't a very popular thing back in the early 2000s. There weren't an awful lot yeah. of tributes. The, the, the whole scene hadn't sort of kicked off then. And, yeah. and then we just, we just started get out and doing it and made all the early mistakes, but it was great because there wasn't nobody really that much paid attention to us. So um, because Motorhead was still touring and the, the albums were coming out and nobody was really that particularly bothered about what we did. So I was able to go through the different lineups and lots of gigs and get practicing and, and you know, getting better. And um, one of the early highlights was the fact that Fast Eddie um, wanted to come and do a guest appearance with us. So he did that in 2005. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, that, tell us about that, mate. That must have been... When, a moment yeah you finally weird. you finally got to see, you finally got to see him on stage yeah i was looking around he was he played bomber <laughs> and a few others with us um but this this was in the this we did the rehearsal with him in the january and then we did the the actual gig itself oh no sorry we did the rehearsal uh about sort of december 2004 and then we did the gig with him in the january in croydon and and it was just amazing just looking you know i'm playing the songs and i'm looking over and, and there's fast eddie stood there with his full rig and the, the, wow. the strap and everything mate and I, that is incredible it was it was great i loved that um and then you know he um obviously you know my favorite guitarist i have to say i like phil campbell and i think the stuff he done and i loved warzel as well um but just because i think it's when it's new and it's original to you that, that the, the original lineup was the thing um and i just love that that sort of fast eddie kind of sound as well so but yeah there he was on stage playing with me i was like jesus what happened yeah. <laughs> that happened that was just bizarre but it did yeah it was great that must it must have been kind of weird as well rehearsing um because you've got that whole vibe of these are your songs and i'm i've got to play them in front of you kind of vibe going on um i think he actually spent more time complaining about lemmy um, <laughs> brilliant because they'd, they'd fallen out again and he was he was saying oh no he's just you know he's he was like you know he's he's just horrible and no 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 and the next the, the next time i met lemmy and i said to him i says oh yeah we, we did this thing with with eddie and he went he's a miserable bastard <laughs> so he just started <laughs> Brilliant. So, so the two of them were just, you know, I was, I was like the conduit between them, separated by months. And, you know, he was moaning about Lemmy and, and Ed, Lemmy was moaning about Eddie. But you, you yeah. can tell that there was that bond thing. I think they were like brothers. They, I, they, I was like, going to say, they, they sound like the Gallaghers. Do you know what I mean? They sound like yeah. the, you know, just like, yeah, can't stand the sight of each other, but can't sort of stand to be away from each other as yeah well. yeah there's there's that connection i think so and and but that that was funny yeah but when you said about him being a miserable bastard and i was like oh god what have i got myself i've got myself in the middle of uh, yeah 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 uh, <laughs> extricate but yeah that was, that was good that was good fun that was that was one of the early highlights for us um but yeah I mean, gigging wise we just plugged away kept doing it uh up until about sort of 2009 2010 i mean we 
not a huge amount of attention. Took a break for a few years, and then uh, from 2012 till about 2015, I was um, doing a few gigs on and off, um, but not really doing it in any kind of sort of proper way. Yeah. Um, but people kept saying to me, "When are you going to come back and do Motorhead? We, you know, we want Motorhead. Why are you not doing it?" And it got to 2015, um, and then I, I was like, "Right, okay." Um, I've got to do it. I've got to go back out and do it by popular demand <laughs> to go back out and do it. And I missed it by then. I'd had enough time off from doing it. And then it became popular. Then people started taking a bit more notice, which was great. That's, I, I mean, it, it, it's funny, isn't it? Because you, you, you kind of ride like Motorhead, you know, you kind of ride the wave of like, you know, lots of interest, lots of interest, interest breaks off interest. And then there's like, you know, and then, you know, people come, they're interested again. And it's very much like Motorhead's career, um, yeah. you know, which was, which is, you know, peaks and valleys all the time. Um, mm. A lot, a lot like, you know, most careers, but the fact that the, you know, the, the tribute band, obviously partly because of your own situation as well, you know, it, it, it's there and people have kind of, you know, demanded you bring it back. Well, eventually, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, and the thing is that that's just sheer determination not to give up. Plus I yeah. love the music. So, you know, I was, I was doing it for me, not necessarily for anybody else. I, I, wanted, <laughs> to I wanted yeah. to sound like Lemmy on stage. I wanted to look yeah. like him. It was like a boyhood dream for me to do that. And when other people started to, to get interested and then when there was no more motorhead, it was like people started sort of looking about to see, well, what is there? Yeah. And you've got, you've, I mean, there's lots and lots of other tributes out there, but I've always thought the one thing I've always actually said is whenever I find anybody that I think does a better Lemmy, better job of it than me, I can then retire. Right. Um, and right. I've never found, I've never found anybody. Sometimes you get a great drummer, a great guitarist, that you, you know, they're, they're really great. They play well musically, but none of them seem to be able to nail the voice properly. Yeah. I think that's where the that's where the difference lies. I've studied the voice and broken it down, and um, and most people just seem to think that Lemmy's all just a big gravel kind of who's so smooth, who's so smooth, and and the foreign ones get all the enunciations wrong, so they're like who's so smooth, yo yo yo, I bought a rose and gambling is for fools, yeah, and and it's and I think it's the fact of of being British gives me a natural advantage because I, I can listen to the enunciations of the way that he, he, he does the voice and yeah. it's he's, a, he's actually in a very kind of high tempo it's on a high tenor range yeah um but it's got gravel added into it so it's very yeah. like um Bon Scott ACDC kind of voice as well oh a lot I can, that's, I can, that's why I, I, people know, can't do it because it's well, too I, high for I, I can say I can say as a singer myself as a as a natural tenor myself um, yeah. that, you know, Lenny's, Lemmy's register is, you know, yeah, he's a tenor. He's singing mm. right up there and he's yeah. also giving it balls. I mean, that basically what Lemmy does is what most singers like me do in the studio, but we only do it in the studio. <laughs> and then we do, and then we do, and then we do a half, and then we do like a, a, a cut back version. So we don't blow our voices live, yeah. but yeah. Lemmy, Lemmy was just like, it's just like, uh, yeah, differently, it's, it's, differently. It's, it's just weird, and and he had a very quiet speaking voice as well, which I've got as well. So so it just seems a bit strange that all the physiological characteristics. I was a, a first tenor, slipped back to second tenor, um, and singing like Lemmy ruined that voice completely. But I think that's the secret magic ingredient is that I can get up high and do the gravel, um, and I, I've never really heard anybody else do that. And I think that's maybe probably what differentiates us. 
um, from the other bands because people always come up and go, your voice, you got the voice, That's you've got the voice. And then I've got all the equipment to go with it because I've got the Rick and Bastard, I've got the Murder One rig. And, you know, so when people come to see us, it's visually, I walk out and they see all that. They see me looking like the way I do with the hat and the glasses and Murder One at the back of me and all that. And then I start singing. And then I think that's why people go, yes. Um, yeah. And that's it. And And it's just attention to detail and just being determined to get it sounding as, as good as you can possibly get. And I've got that, some great, great musicians with me as well. And that must, but that, that must, that must make you feel really good. Let's just put it, let's, let's put it out there. That, you know, that. It is, it is, it's the best feeling in the world. When you've got a gig and you've got a great sound system and you're all playing well and the crowd's jumping about and going mad. Um, there are particular moments there where it's just fantastic. It, it, nothing beats that for me. That's why I do it. It's for those little moments you get. I sing a, I sing a, a line and I think to myself, that's spot on, that's perfect. <laughs> I'm, already, I'm already thinking about the next line, then I usually screw that line up. Because <laughs> I, because that was great, I did it right. You know, it sounds just like, and, and, and then the next line comes up and you're, you're sort of back to full concentration. Yeah, but, uh, it's, yeah. A, it's a dream come true to do. I mean, who would have thought, you know, me coming uh, all those years and thinking I want to be I want to be Lemmy at Motorhead and then got the chance to do it. You know, it's like it's, <laughs> that is well, yeah. And and being able to look like him as well is not is not a bad start. I mean, I I would struggle. I got to be honest. <laughs> well, most most people do. Again, it's phys- phys- physiology. People have said that. It's just a bit bizarre. Sometimes they look at me and they go, Jesus, you don't half look like I'm in, mean, especially on stage. So, you know, but the beard helps, you know. The, yeah, obviously, look, obviously. Helps, and you know. you're um, and you're going to be um, uh, I mean, you, you're, you're, you're back full on, aren't you? You, you you're yeah. doing some tour dates and um, uh, and all sorts this year. Uh, what's um, how can get people how can people get hold of you, by the way? Oh, dead easy. Just uh, bands in town's always good for us. Just look up Motorheadache UK uh, or just go on to motorheadache.com. Dead simple. Right. Brilliant. Brilliant. And you're all over the social media as well. Yeah, yeah. I've got 4,000 odd followers on Facebook and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, email address is Rob from motorheadache at gmail.com. You can't get any easier than that. You, you cannot know, so. get any easier than that. Uh, <laughs> and, and do you have, um, do, do you find, you know, go to various parts of the country and you 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 see people who've seen you before you know yeah. you and you, you it's because it's that motorhead it's that motorhead thing isn't it there's 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 that community of fans and do you yes. find just do you find yourself sort of building that for yourselves as well now yes yes all over the place um the, the best places to play glasgow is fantastic yeah massive motorhead yeah. following newcastle's always great um yeah. and then sort of down towards i would say after that uh, I mean, London's always good. We do we do London Auto Academy Islington. We always get a good turnout for that. You know, it's just pockets of mass massive interest, and people just turn up to see us. And the regular faces come back, and then they bring their friends, and then it gets bigger and better every time. So it's that sort of word of mouth thing as well. Plus, people see the reviews, and yeah, uh, and it, it it just it's great. And it is a community. There is a a, a strong kind of community thing now. Yeah, Which without fantastic. without a doubt. And have you um have you ditched have you ditched your toes in um in any foreign gigs? You've been abroad at all? Yeah, oh god, yeah, yeah. We've done lots of gigs abroad. Awesome. Um, yeah, we we've we've been to uh, Germany. Um, we did Ibiza. We did Cyprus Rocks one year. We did um, just just yeah, Bratislava. Yeah. We did a great. <laughs> Brilliant. 
Bratislava. Um, but the, the biggest thing and the most unfortunate thing, the thing that's killing me most right now is the Brexit. All yeah, bastards, yeah, I know. I know. Bastards that voted for Brexit because they've screwed it for bands that are at our level trying to go abroad because you have to get the carnet, you have to get yeah. the, the visas sorted out. So it's, it's, it's yeah. actually killed the market yeah. for us being able to go abroad. So I think Spain was sort of tipping up as one of the places to seem to be best to go to for now, but we've never been to Spain. The strongest market for us would be in is Germany. I'll tell you what. Yeah, Germany's fantastic. Germany, I'll tell you what. Germany Spain, Spain yeah. Portugal and Greece would love you. Uh, Port- ah. Portugal are mad for British metal. They are right. mad for it. Played over there a few times and Spain. And they are absolutely mad for it. And they're old school as well. Proper hang out in the car park until like, you know, early <laughs> in the morning. It's absolutely mad. Uh, really. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. But hopefully I'm hoping it'll gets better and we can go back and tour abroad i really i used yeah. to love that so much that was the, one of the perks of the job was you you do your uk circuit but then you get that trip abroad which was brilliant yeah. so yeah i hope it sorts out over the years you, you know you saw the band loads of times what is your ultimate favorite motorhead gig oh favorite one yeah. um it's kind of tricky that one. I, I, I liked them all. I, I used to. I liked in the early days when I used to go and see them at Glasgow Barrowlands. When I was younger, I think it was when I was younger. I was more impressionable and just, you know, everything. I was just in awe. I used to just stand. Actually, I, <laughs> the biggest annoyance now is I used to spend most of the gig watching Lemmy's fingers trying to work out what the hell he was doing because of the technique that he has. Um, and, and I know the technique now, which is is an added fifth and the double stops and all of that. But back then, there were no instructional videos or anything to actually, for anybody to sit down and explain to you or show you what he was doing. So I had to work it all out myself, which was really, really bloody difficult. So I would spend the entire bloody gig looking at his fingers. Right, yeah. And and, and then say, oh, that's what he does, right? Ah, so that's that's where he plays the G and that's what he... And so when I look back at it now, I'm like, Jesus, just I wish I paid more attention to what was going on. But I was so focused on I needed to... Yeah, I no, to I... Get that right. I get, and, no, but I, I, I get what you mean though, because that that's the kind of that's the kind of focus and attention to detail that has paid off further down the line. And as you said yeah. about you know people saying that it's genuine and it feels authentic, and that's because you did things like that. And there's there's you know there's always a price to pay for that somewhere along yeah. the line. But you know yeah. it was worth it. It was, yeah. I, I got there in the end. I, I probably should put my own instructional video out and save all these poor sods all the time. <laughs> it's, actually, it's a very, very bizarre technique. It's this deep rhythm. It's, it's not bass playing. It's not standard. And I, you know, do, 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 do all that. Yeah, yeah. So I was never interested in that. But the minute that you 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 sort of start slashing the the the, the notes together as a double stop and things like that. It just gave it that kind of sound. And I always loved the Lemmy Rick and Bastard sound, you see. Um, yeah. And so so the highlight of, of my life has been being able to get the early Rick and, Backer, Rick and Bastard prototype, because there was the four of those made by uh, T.C. Ellis, Tim Ellis. He made them and Tim Butcher and all that worked on them. Um, and I got I got one of them. Wow. That's the one that I use on stage. And it's got his fitting wow. with Lemmy. It's got Lemmy's pickups, it's got the tuner, Lemmy's tuners, it's got the strap from the motorizer tour. And the reason I've got all of that is because when the, the bass used to go back to TC Ellis, Tim Ellis, to get serviced, Tim would strip all the bits off that needed to get sort of serviced and replaced, put new ones on for the next tour, 
but he kept he kept all the spare parts, all those bits and bobs in a box, yeah. so that when he had the prototype, he then went. To, he said to me, "So you want it exactly like Lemmy's, you know, the prototype? You want it gold hardware?" And I said, "Yeah." He says, "Well, actually, I've got all that in a box. We don't need to buy it." And he pulled what? out the box. He pulled out a box. Oh man! Yeah, and he just showed me it. And like it, like, like it was nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but he said he said to me, he says, "Well, it's it's gone to a good cause because you're going to go and use it and and play with it." And then he, he showed me the three of Lemmy's old straps, the guitar straps, and says, uh, "Which one do you like?" And I picked the um, the oh, motorizer tour. Hey. So wow. the choice of the yeah. And so when I go on stage, I've got there's a bit of Lemmy's DNA attached in this. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Hey, hey, uh, it, it, it's a, a tiny, tiny bit, but it still it's counts. Down. It's there, and I, and, I, and I think it works. <laughs> it's yeah. really weird. It's a weird feeling, but yeah, it's, it's great because I've got, I've got the, um, I've got the equipment, and that's what makes it really worthwhile. Because you know you've got the equipment for years. I, I struggled for years to get a four by fifteen base cab because you've yeah. done like hen's teeth; they're really hard to get. And then eventually I got one, and then I had two, and then at one point I had three, but I could only ever use one, so I sold one. And the other one went to uh, Waterloo Bar in Blackpool. Yeah, um, no, it well played played there in September. Yes, the Lemmy Bar. That that ring yeah. in there's my old uh, lovely place. Uh, one, yeah, and it's a fantastic. In fact, we've gone there, but actually there uh, in a couple of weeks because it's the Motorhead Day thing, and Motorhead X headline in the seventh, and Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons are on the eighth. So again, that is another kind of highlight for me is the fact that. Yeah, you know we we thought off well enough that Phil Campbell headlines one night. Yeah, we headline the other. That, as part of the yeah, that that's a um, uh, that's an endorsement right there, really. It is, yeah, because you've got to be as 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 good as. And the fact is that Phil's actually he's going out to do a Motorhead. He's doing a full Motorhead set. So that weekend, um, it's an entire Motorhead set by Phil Campbell, and then Motorhead do our usual entire Motorhead set. So it really truly is a Motorhead weekend. Well, it, it, now that's it's funny you should let me into that because I was thinking with a band with mm. such a vast catalogue, um, there's certain songs you've got to play. How do yes. you go? How do you go about putting the set list together? And if you're doing a number of dates, do you like you know do you, do you move songs around? Do you put new ones in? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, mean my, I always like Iron Fist as an opener, but I don't like playing it later on the set. I always like it as an opener. But for the openers, we can start with We Are More Ahead. We can do Doctor yeah. Rock. We can do Iron Fist, um, and that's basically sort of it. Um, yeah, I always think the best thing for Motorhead to come out and do is that you get the rumble of Lemmy's bass at the intro and then the band all kicks in. That's why Iron Fist is such a good opener. That's why We Are Motorhead is such a good opener. I didn't like yeah. so much Dr. Rock as a starter because you didn't get that bit of Lemmy's bass at the start. Yeah. But that's, so you pick, you pick that song and then you pick the song that immediately comes after that. Well, that can be No Class or Love Me Like a Reptile or, you know, it's just something that sort of immediately that one finishes, bang. It's got to go straight into a guitar riff of something else. So no class, love me like a reptile, something like that. Number three songs always in the name of tragedy because a fantastic song, one of my favourites. Uh, and then we get a sort of the, the middle ground of, you know, you can pick and choose which songs you want to do after that. And then you hit the golden run at the end. No matter what you do, you hit the golden run at the end where you've got to do Damage Case, Going to Brazil, uh, More Ahead. And then we also always finish up with Bomber, Ace of Spades and Overkill. 
So there's, there's certain chunks of it that you just yeah. That you don't, yeah, that, as, yeah. We could we could call them in the trade. There's certain bits that are unfuckable with. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Never move them. Don't. don't yeah. Yeah. Them, don't yeah. It's like, hey, g- hey, guys. Tonight, shall we? No. Stop there. No. no. Tried it once. No. Didn't work. No. This is the, this is it. <laughs> These are the songs. This is the order. Yeah. Yeah. Once you hit the golden run, even if it's not been a great gig, but once you hit the golden run towards the end, it always that always lifts the crowd. You know. So yes. Th- th- those are th- those are the immovables. You have to do them. That must be. That must be. A lovely feeling heading into that that run at the end. Speaking to somebody, yeah. you know, sings in a band, going into that that little run of songs, and we all we all know it. But if you're in a band, you all know you've got this like in your back pocket. You've got like you've got these three songs or these four songs that are gonna, and you you know you know they're there. And yeah. when you get to that point, and it's like you know it's it's the it's the the home straight of the gig, and you know you've got these you know you've got these like bankers to play. Yeah, it's such it's such an awesome feeling, and and to know you've got four just such deadly bangers to rattle yeah. out. That's like there's such a sense of confidence and 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 excitement about delivering them. It's great, and also sometimes when you get to overkill at the end, even if nothing else has worked, overkill always seems to lift the crowd. I don't know yeah. what it is. It's just it's just such a great song at the end, and we always finish with overkill. I, I've had a couple of times where. Um, we've gone over so well, we finished with Overkill and the, the venue said just come back out and do a couple more and we've tried to do it, but you can't follow Overkill. No, yeah, absolutely. That, that lesson, once you finish with Overkill, that's yeah. it, don't do, yeah. nothing tops it, nothing tops it, it's a great song. Yeah, that, you're, you're absolutely right you, and you'll only do that once, you'll only make that mistake once of going yeah, out right. and doing it and, and what it is, that's your ego going, oh yeah, okay. And then, and then you get, no. and then you after in the dressing room afterwards, you get like, damn you ego, damn yeah, you. Yeah. 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 No. yeah. We, we learned the hard way. Yeah. So that's we always as Every, soon as we play overkill. That's best, it. Be, best way to learn, mate. Ever that you know, yeah. best way to learn. It really is. Oh, that's it really awesome. Um, well, look, mate, I, I cannot thank you enough for doing this, Rob. This has been this has been really good. I've really enjoyed it. It's. Thank um, you. Uh, and it, look, I hope to bump into Motor Headache um, at some point. Give me a shout when you're in London and um, I will come down and check you out with that. Ah, well, that, that, that will be the 28th of December. We always do O2 Academy Islington. I'll let you know. I'm back in November, so I'll, uh, I'll send you a message. Okay, brilliant. Thank you very much. Cool. No worries. Thank you so much, Rob. Thank you very much. Okay. And I hope to definitely catch Motor Headache sometime soon somewhere in the uk thank you very much as always for listening i hope you enjoyed listening to that as much as i enjoyed doing it it was really good to have a a chat with rob there and please do get in touch if any of you have got any stories about motorhead that you'd like to share we do have some um fan specials now and again as i'm sure you're aware so any motorhead stories or if you know anybody with any motorhead stories then you know time to get in touch And if they make the grade, we'll have them on one of the fan specials. We've got lots of guests coming up. There is so many people in the world of Motorhead that we haven't spoken to yet. Just, I mean, we we haven't even scratched the surface. We are just getting going here. So thank you for suggestions um, for people that that we we can interview or that we should interview. Believe you and me, we are all over it. We're getting to trying to get as many people as possible for you because... There is so many to speak, people to speak to. So thank you for being part of the Motorhead family. Thank you for being part 
of the Motorhead legend and helping keep it alive with sharing the podcast, telling your friends, all of the usual stuff, everything that every podcast asks you to do, okay? But this is the Motorcast, all right? This is Motorhead asking. This is me asking on their behalf. So if you wouldn't mind just sharing the podcast and telling a few people about it, that'd be great. The support's been amazing and please do keep it up because we're going to keep up delivering episodes for you of the official Motorhead podcast, The Motorcast. I don't say agreed. The only God I need is the Ace of Spades. The Ace of Spades.